0: Hello, and welcome to A Thousand Wise. I'm Huang Rei. Let's start today's show with a quick knowledge test. If you can, please name one great Chinese thinker whose name comes to mind. One, two, three. Time's up. Let me guess. The first name that pops into your mind probably is Confucius. Please do not blame me if I'm wrong. I mean, Confucius is so influential in China and around the world that there is even a saying that to truly understand China, one must learn about Confucius and his legacy. Having lived about 2,500 years ago in ancient China, the Master would never have imagined that he would be so well-remembered even until today. The entirety of his thought and principles, or Confucianism, as we usually call it, laid the foundation for much of Chinese culture in subsequent generations and continues to impact the way Chinese people conduct themselves today. The text known as The Analects of Confucius, or The Analects for short, is the absolute classic on Confucianism. It covers a wide range of topics, including politics, education, and philosophy, as well as offering principles on how best to conduct oneself. You might have heard some well-known quotes from the book. They include maxims such as the following. Do not impose on others what you yourself would not wish imposed on you. Another well-known saying recorded in the anthrology goes as follows. When three men walk together, there will be one I can learn from. I adopt his good points and note his shortcomings in order to correct my own. Here again, you might easily be misled into thinking that the Analects was a masterpiece by Confucius. Indeed, It is true that the book is the most inclusive record of his ideas and teachings, but the truth is that the book was written by students of Confucius rather than the master himself. To better understand how this came about, as well as Confucius' ideas, let us begin by running over the story of his life a little bit, in case you didn't know already. Confucius was born and lived during the times known as the spring and autumn periods in ancient China. It was a time of chaos when political and social order tended toward disintegration. During his thirties, Confucius founded a private school. You might be thinking of the usual school in the contemporary sense of the word an institution offering training in mathematics or the ABCs of a given language. But in fact, the school that Confucius initiated was very different from what we would understand a school to be in our times. Instead of offering academic training, Confucius taught a way of life and principles intended to show how to live with integrity and kindness, an approach to teaching quite similar to that taken by the earlier Greek philosophers. One unique thing about the disciples of Confucius was that they came from the different social classes. This is very significant, because only the aristocracy had been allowed to have an education up until that point. But Confucius believed that education should be accessible to everyone, regardless of their social status. The school was initially quite small, but it kept on expanding. It is estimated that Confucius had more than 3,000 students in his lifetime. After the death of Confucius, his disciples recorded his sayings and thought compiling one of the most significant classics of Chinese antiquity. The text came to be known as the Analects of Confucius. Aha! The book is therefore a record of the words and deeds of Confucius, as well as fragments of dialogues between the great philosopher and his disciples. An interesting anecdote about the book Hisat. that it was initially carved into bamboo slips. The oldest bamboo slip relic was excavated from tombs dating back to 55 BC. In the hundreds of years following the death of Confucius, many different versions of the Analects emerged. They fused into a final ultimate version of the text in the 2nd century AD, which was sculpted on a stella. The collection contains the main tenets of Confucian philosophy. These include Ren, which can be translated as benevolence or kindness in English. They also include Li, which means ceremony, customs, and social ethics. Confucius also came up with the entirely original idea of Junzi. Some may translate this as a noble man or a gentleman, but a better translation might be an exemplary person. He believed that one should strive to become a junzi by extending love beyond family and caring about justice and morality instead of just one's own interests. The book also recorded the principles advanced by Confucius for running a government. He insisted that a true king should govern his country with virtue, putting the people's interests first and considering them as if they were his own. It is worthwhile noting that the teachings and tenets of Confucius were not well received by rulers during his lifetime. It was not until about 300 years later, during another dynasty known as the Han, that Confucianism began to dominate Chinese culture. And that is a story for another day. If you are interested in hearing more about Confucius and his teachings, feel free to leave us a comment and let us know. And that is all for this episode of A Thousand Wise. I'm Huang Wei. I hope you can rejoin us again next time. Bye for now.